Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what-ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersend.com slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby. And this is the Navigating Baby Loss Podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. Today, I want to talk to you about pregnancy loss coaching. A lot of people have questions about what is the difference between coaching and therapy? Why would I need one versus the other? So I really want to clear that up for you today. I'm a pregnancy loss recovery coach specializing in stillbirth loss. So I'll tell you all about what that means, what I do, how I became one, and why I think it's really helpful for parents who are struggling following their stillbirth. I am a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist since I was 18, and I've owned my own salon for many of those years. Since then, 10 years after my loss, I attended a business workshop where it was all about how to make your business better, what kind of things could you do. It was a three-day conference. I was so excited to go and learn all these new things about my business. And there was a pretty decent element of personal development involved, which I thought, well, it's okay. It's not really my thing, but I'll just kind of sit through it. I really didn't understand how it was relevant to business, but I was excited to just skip through it and get to the numbers and the spreadsheets and all of the tactical parts of business that I really love. On this first day, we were asked to create a vision board. And that sounded really interesting. But I, again, I just could not understand why it had anything to do with my business. They sat us down with magazines and big poster boards and everyone else was chatting and cutting out all kinds of big things, big fancy cars and homes and vacations and diamonds and everything else. And I honestly sat there blank. I had the hardest time trying to understand what would my vision be? How do you do a vision board? How do you dare to plan for something so far in the future? Because here I was many years out after my loss, and I knew better that the things that people plan 
might not happen. I operated on the belief, and I knew all too well that you have no control of what happens to you, and you just have to try to survive and hope that things turn out okay. To dream about my business and my life was absolutely foreign and really uncomfortable for me. I knew all too well that planning and getting excited for great things in my life could also lead to huge disappointments because you have no control over what happens. I stared at the blank piece of paper for a whole day. (laughs) The next day, I thought about it a little bit and I carefully put a few minor things on there, a pair of diamond earrings, some new salon chairs for my salon. I did put a dollar sign on there because who doesn't want to make more money? Doing that exercise did get me thinking that maybe there was more for me. That weekend, I engaged in my first coaching session ever. There was a beautiful coach there. She took me aside and we really had a talk about what were my dreams. She dared me to come up with some dreams. She dared me to think of something that would be inspiring to me. That was the hardest part for me is to dream it and not be really tied to whether or not it came true, but to dream it anyways, because it would then point me in some sort of direction. After that weekend, I hired her. We worked together for many years and it became a necessary part of my life. It really helped in my healing. I started to uncover things that I had stuffed down for years. I started to really process some of my some of the thoughts that I had in my loss that I believed to be true because at that point had been it had been probably 10 years. I was just surviving. I was just getting by. I thought I was happy and what I knew was that I was really keeping my life and myself small. My self-confidence was shattered. I lived with so much fear and anxiety. I hated my body. It failed me so much. And I just lived day to day, really hoping that at the end of my life, I could consider myself happy. Coaching for me is what allowed me to start dreaming again. It taught me that I could trust myself, that I would be allowed to be happy one day. So I decided to become a coach myself. I could see the power in it. I knew what it had done for me. I am a hairstylist. I already was coaching unofficially for many years. I had so many people sit in my chair and tell me all of their fears and their successes and everything and held it to confidentiality. So the desire had always been on my heart to help others through this unique tragic loss. And I knew that I could really see where coaching would be the best way for me to do that. What exactly is coaching and how is it different from therapy? This is such a great question. One I want to explain in detail because it is different for everyone, especially when dealing with grief. I think that there are really good places for each and sometimes both. I will outline some of the benefits of coaching. A good benefit from coaching if you could use support surrounding your thoughts about your loss. So you know those thoughts, those thoughts that keep swirling in your brain, the ones that keep telling you that you are, that it's your fault, 
that you should have done something different, that you're different now, your life will never be the same, you'll never be okay, you'll never get back to normal. You know those thoughts. Coaching can really help you sort out those thoughts and reframe them in a different way. Now, most of the time, these thoughts that we have are not true. And they're not helpful and certainly not helpful when you are trying to heal from a tragic event. Coaching can help you take a deeper look at those, think some different thoughts about them, reframe them and start having some better thoughts that make you feel better. If you're struggling getting back to -to day-to-day life, coaching could be helpful. You know those days that you don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to have got kids that you have to take care of and you just don't feel like it. Like it's really normal to feel that way, but having something to look forward to, to get back up, to get back your new normal life, whatever that looks like now. I do a lot of work on relationships because 22% of married couples that sustain a baby loss end up in divorce. And those are just the people that are married. So imagine relationships in general, how much of a toll this takes. And and it's understandable. You do grieve very differently. And it is really hard to come back from it and get back on the same page lots of times. So we talk a lot about relationships and how to relate to your partner to get back on the same page, to understand that each other processes differently. Your grief might be getting in the way of your work life. You're less productive at work. You are less focused. You're tired. Maybe you've lost your meaning. Maybe you you don't even understand why this job is for you anymore. You're a different person now. It's understandable. So we talk a lot through that too and how to either refocus or maybe make a big change. Another topic that we talk so much about in coaching is if you'd like to have another baby, but you're afraid to try. It's so normal to feel anxiety at times like this. And this is something I also dealt with myself. There's not a great way to have a relaxing pregnancy. I'm not going to tell you that's possible. But again, changing that mindset, changing those thoughts into thinking that you can have another baby if you are wanting one and you're able to medically have one and just to take that fear out of there. Coaching is is really designed to move the needle quicker to becoming healed. And I'm going to tell you right now that there is no magic potion. There's no, you just do it in these three easy steps and you'll be, everything will be back to normal and you'll be fine because that's not the case. That's not the case. I am 22 years out myself and I still deal with it. Maybe not daily anymore, but when it shows up, it shows up. And it is a real thing for the rest of your life. I have along the way learned all kinds of strategies and I've learned so many things that are really healing and helpful. And while it can help you move the needle quicker, it's not a quick fix, but it allows you the time and space to tell your story 
and really start dreaming again and recreating that new future that looks different than it did. A great coach knows that you already have everything inside of you. You already have all the answers, all the resources you need within you. We pull those out and help quiet that inner critic in order to unlock what you what it is that you need to learn about yourself. A coach is never full of judgment. They don't offer advice, but instead help you tap into your own potential. And together we create actionable steps to help you move closer to how you want to feel, how you want the rest of your life to go moving forward. So if you're ready to take some steps to move forward, start processing your loss in a really compassionate way and imagine what your new future will be. If you're considering another pregnancy in some time in the future, coaching might really be a great thing for you to try. Let's talk a minute about therapy. Therapy is necessary if you have overwhelming grief to the point where you can't sleep or eat. If you're having suicidal thoughts or you want to harm yourself or others, it's definitely necessary that you have therapy. There are so many great therapists that are really honed in on postpartum grief, definitely need therapy for that. Therapy is a really great tool if you have issues from the past that are affecting your daily life. So lots of times when you have a loss of any kind, but especially a pregnancy loss, baby loss, if you have some sort of trauma in the past, it mimics the same feelings come back to you. So that is really important stuff to work through. If you have some unhealed issues from the past or you need to resolve some issues from your past that just keep coming up as you're dealing with this new type of loss, that is so important. And therapists are great if you need someone to make a diagnosis, prescribe medication, if you're going to need more time off of work because you're at that point where you can't sleep or eat and maybe having some suicidal or harming thoughts. Definitely, without question, therapy all the way. It's a necessary tool if you have debilitating grief that just is preventing you from normal daily life. And if you're inconsolable after about I think that the threshold is three weeks. It's pretty normal to be inconsolable, constant grieving for the first three weeks of your loss. And then after that, you kind of start feeling a little bit of relief, like maybe you dare to laugh again, or, you know, there might be some signs that life might be okay. But if it's really not after about two or three weeks, you need to contact a therapist or a medical doctor for sure. I mean, there's no shame in seeking therapy. We all have different backgrounds and responses to grief. And you just never know when there's an event like this, it can challenge even the strongest of us. And you just really need to do the work necessary to heal yourself from the trauma or whatever is triggering that kind of response in order to get to the point where you can start maybe having coaching and starting to move forward a little bit. So there's also a great question that I get asked a lot is, what is the difference between postpartum depression and grief? And 
And the answer is really foggy. <laughs> there, there are so many similar, there's so many similar experiences, there's so many similar feelings, and there's really not a cut and dry answer. But what I really think it is, is the grief will start to subside slightly. Where postpartum depression, that is something again, you know, within three weeks, if you're just not feeling better, you might have postpartum depression, and then you definitely need to talk to your doctor or um, find a therapist. That's sort of how I determine what the difference is. But in the beginning, it is pretty, it's pretty similar. It's pretty foggy because there are so many similar symptoms. So in a nutshell, therapy focuses on past traumas. So therapists are trained to dig into the past and process the past traumas that are affecting you and how you operate in your daily life. And it's a perfect modality for treating trauma that happened in the past that might be showing up again right now. Coaching, however, focuses on where you are right now, And yes, there is an element of your past life that has you be who you are right now. So there are times when we kind of dig back in there, but we don't spend a lot of time in the past. We don't dig up old wounds. We don't do all that. But we focus on the future and what it is that you want to create for your life going forward. So we take where you are right now and then envision a new future and how to get there. I think what I would love for you to get most from this episode today is just to not walk this journey alone. Whether you choose to work with a coach, if you seek out a therapist, if you have a trusted friend that is willing to listen, or you lean heavily on your partner, whatever it is for you to get through this journey and not feel alone will be the most helpful thing you can do for yourself. Because stillbirth loss, baby loss is such a lonely condition. But at the same time, there's so many people going through the same thing who are also feeling lonely. So I encourage you to get on my social media, connect with the other lost parents in there that are struggling with the same things and find your community because I promise you the things that you are feeling and thinking are not just your thoughts and your feelings. I hope this helps to clear it up. And I would love to hear from you if you have any other questions or would like to know more about coaching or how I can find out what it is that you need that would best help you in your journey through your stillbirth loss.